0: hi hello how are you thanks for stopping by today we're going to talk to some real people about some real things living real lives doing real stuff this is the working perspectives podcast weekend poppin i'm matt Lavelle, accompanied by party boy pete mccormick and stunning steve cabot party boy pete how are we feeling today
1: i'm feeling pretty good Matthew. i'm ready to get rocking and a rolling
2: I love it. I love it. Stevie, how we doing, buddy? He's tired. He's lethargic. He has a lot of more work to do. He's not going the greatest, but he's happy.
0: All right. Well, <laughs> we're happy you're here, pal. So you can find us on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Working Tea Pod, And you can join us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, you can email us at Working at gmail.com. All right, let's get this thing started. Let's go. Head dial has to record that new number is working perspective. It's our objective to be
2: effective My voice in society's working perspective. perspective We're exploring your work day and how you get paid Launching new episodes every Tuesday Your day so can transform while we inform With episodes available on all podcast platforms. platforms Check out our vibe and how we get live Then do us a solid like, share and subscribe Working perspectives
0: all right. So first things first, I do want to talk about last week's episode. I really, really enjoyed it. Thought it's been some, some of our best work thus far. It was a Rocco finish episode. Party Boy Pete, what were your thoughts on that one? Because I remember when we recorded it, even afterwards, you're like, that was some good fucking shit, man. You know what I mean? So what was your thoughts?
1: Oh, yeah. Rocco's uh, he's a good storyteller. He knows how to tell a story. He's an interesting guy with a lot of jobs. So. Yeah. We go from Perkins all the way to his uh music videos. It's yeah. uh it's a good time.
0: Plus too, I mean, I will say this and like I know like I know for for we've always like I mean, my brother's gay. We have a ton of people, friends that were gay and stuff like that, but I always I thought too like it was nice to see his kind of side of things and everything like that. I really thought that that was like very interesting to. You know what I mean? Like Yeah,
1: I mean, his point of we're, view. we're... We're, we're all a little broby so it's nice to get a different perspective uh, you know on life and, and how the how the, the other side lives I don't know how to say
0: it. <laughs> no I couldn't agree more couldn't agree more and it was it was really good stuff Steve what did you think buddy?
2: <laughs> I thought it was cool the perspective like you said it's it's uh, it worked yeah. well like to see the, you know his everyday life and how it goes like Pete said uh, if there's people that are on the most opposite side of the spectrum but yet on the same because we wrestled. Yeah, you know, it's it's us. so it's cool to hear like, you know, just the his story and stuff. It was neat. I enjoyed it. Yeah.
1: yeah and I, I don't want to make this a theme, but uh, dick pics do come up again.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, dude, that was a crazy. Right. It? Yeah, it was crazy that his story like, you know, it got flipped on him like that, you know. But for those of you who haven't heard it, uh, Rocco talks about how when he was first like coming, uh, identifying himself as gay, and things like that. He had gotten uh, a lie told about him at a story he was working out with resulted in him getting fired. You can find it on the episode at all podcast platforms and YouTube at Work Inspectors Podcast. It was a really good story. I like, too, like, I forgot this. Like, he was, you know, when he was telling stories about, like, winning a dance battle at a gay bar, and then getting like getting a job as a choreographer on a major like play i'm like that does, like that's like you know like that shit doesn't happen like that wouldn't happen to any of us unfortunately you know what i mean yeah. like you know i well, thought yeah, that was just like some movie shit go ahead Pete. for
1: sure and on on how the other half lives like with a dick pic story it's so apparently his boss was showing dick pics to him and everyone else yeah and rocco <laughs> made a comment of it to, like in front of other people. And then the boss went and complained that that uh, Rocco outed him as gay, and it's like, wait a minute, you can't go around showing dick pics to everyone. And then, yeah, like, yeah, no.
2: yeah. I think people don't think you're gay. <laughs> well, here's yeah. the thing, too. So if if anybody, if anybody here, once again, wants to send dick pics to the show, it's at working perspective. No, <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's no, it's not. Please put, please put in the attention, Matthew or A.K.A. Uncle Matt. Please. No, uh,
0: so, but no, it is. I mean. Dude, it, that is not, like, I don't know. It is crazy to think, like, that, like, back then, right? This dude, he's like, like, you could take pictures on your phone, which is something that was new back then. And, like, you know, everyone had fucking pics of everything on their phones back. Even now, people still have that shit if you're single, you know? But, like, pe- people still have all that shit on their phones and stuff. But the fact that he was, like, showing that at his job, I think if it happens now, right, right? That it could be like in the news, major fucking thing, totally fired, like yeah. ruins your career and everything like that. I wouldn't get a job after that. But back then, he was able to flip it on on like the gay guy at work and said like he was making fun of him for being gay when he's not or something. You know what I mean? Like I I yeah. feel like you know, it is crazy how the world is is changed. Can't even show your dick at work anymore. Like what the hell?
1: What kind of <laughs> world are we living
0: in? You know. But. Uh. All right. Not shame. Nice. It is. I do like, though, that this it just shows like our kind of range on the show where we had uh, Rocco DeFinis on the show. And, you know, a former Mr. Con- Mr. Gay Congeniality Philadelphia winner and runner up. Right. And like you guys saw the promo <laughs> poster. He's a good looking fucking dude. There's no denying he's a good looking fucking dude. Right. We have him on the show. Right. And then next week. We're airing, and I'm so excited for this because it's hopefully going to break us into a demographic that I really want to get into. Because, like I've said before on the show, we interview people that are somewhat around our age bracket. But the guy yep. w- the guy we have on the show next week, Mr. Bowers, right? He's one of my, he's one of our best friends' dads, right? Jay Bowers' dad. And he's a master carpenter that owned his own. He used to own a business called Lansdale Home Improvements, right? And he owned that business for, you know, 30 years or whatever. He's built houses and all these kinds of things to go from a guy who's legit, like the epitome of blue collar, you know, like you had Rocco who's, you know, he's Rocco, he's an artist to go from the guy who's the epitome of blue collar. And like his story of like raising two kids and like, he had, like there's something tragic that happened that we go over, but like it's really just shows the versatility and I can't wait. Hopefully, this like get inspires other people in his demographic to be on the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know, obviously Steve, we would love it for your dad. I know it's, it wouldn't, it'd be tough. Obviously it's not going to happen, but I'm saying like something along those lines of, you know, like someone in that age demographic to come on the show. Like I know Pete, we have your parents lined up. I, I think like all of that would be fucking, it'd be so, it's so good. Because all the, we we got a
1: lot of millennial, we're a couple of millennial dudes and we're getting some boomer men on here to, uh, teach us how, how the world went back in the day and how they got to where they are. Yeah. We're not, (laughs) how they earned their retirement.
0: Yeah. We're not millennials anymore. We're a DuckTales generation Pete. Oh, you're
1: right. DuckTales.
0: We're DuckTales. DuckTales generation (laughs) and goddamn proud of it. So nice. So yeah. So like I said, uh, next Tuesday, we're airing the episode with, uh, it's Mr. Carl Bowers and featuring his son, Jay Bowers, who's also on the episode, but it's mainly focusing around Mr. Bowers and his like progression of Steve, if you, so you, there's a behind the Wawa and end up, right? There's like, it's like a car garage there, right? Yeah. There... What? Yeah, exactly. But it used to, I think it used to be called like North Wales service station. That's still there
2: too. That's still there too.
0: So there's a sign above the door of North Wales service station. It's a wooden sign, right? That was built by our guest next week. Mr. Bowers. Mr. Bowers. I know exactly what side of this. And it's still there. And it was, built. you know, it's 30 years ago he built that. And it's in like, it works into the story of like, that's kind of like one of the first jobs he had as a carpenter that kind of got him on the path of that. So it's crazy to think like, you know, he has that history that he's still able to still able to share. With Basically, if
1: me or Matt were in charge of building that sign, we'd be up there every week putting more duct tape on. Yeah. Like, all right, <laughs> <Yeah>. got
0: it. <laughs> yeah, how about it, man? So, all right, so nice. So, okay, so let's keep it moving. So, yeah, like I said, uh, Rocker to Fitness is available now on all podcast platforms and YouTube. Next week, we're going to be launching Mr. Bowers, and he'll be available on all <sighs> podcast platforms and YouTube at Working With Success Podcast. But uh, Steve, you were telling us something before we started the show, and I kind of want to get back into it because, not going to lie, A League of Their Own is one of my favorite movies. So I want to hear <laughs> you're your undefeated, unbeaten, un, untaken down. You're the Floyd Mayweather right now of the twelve under-12 12 girls softball game. So tell us what happened. Give us the whole spiel. How'd you get into it? What happened? Who did you play? How'd
2: it go? Uh, it's draining. That's all I gotta say. That movie is more real than you could ever imagine. <laughs> Avoid the so Jimmy now, re- now, now, remember. Now remember. Uh, my perspective is switched a lot because I've coached for over a decade in a high school in the wrestling yeah. room with yeah. where it's yeah, yeah. it's all bets are off it's as brutal as it gets yeah we you yeah. both know that very yeah. well and yeah. this is when i say the polar opposite i don't know <laughs> if there's a better phrase for that <laughs> so and then you know again i my it's my uh, my brother's oldest daughter my uh my yeah. niece she's the shit she's a great pitcher it's awesome my brother had another thing to do so he's like you want to go do it yeah no problem i get there you know they're having fun everything's going well i've now realized which i've been to a ton of her games but never really i kind of keep my distance that's like my brother's you know lane yeah. he does his thing there yeah. no problem so yeah. you know i'm just there for support i ain't gonna teach yeah. her shit i just i could teach her how to be tough and how to like you know trip kids and do dirty shit like i used to do but yeah whatever yeah. so uh we're out there and sh- uh, i now realize that it's more or less of a management instead of a coaching position and i know why they call oh, yeah. it the manager now because in girls softball i am managing tear flow the entire time what? there's so much emotion <laughs> they're so emotional it's it's unbelievable i was i loved it it was it, it was an, a great experience i said to my brother I, I think emotionally i'm good for one one of those a month it just it's it's intense Dude. and then like it, it gets worse because then my my emotions got into it a little more because as usual <laughs> you're supposed to realize that they're kids right you're here for the kids everybody's yep, gonna have yep, the yep. asshole yep. Parent, yeah so again one of their we all all remember that guy
1: oh of course i'll say we we all remember we all remember those parents that were took it a little too seriously like at every match like oh come on man like they're seven
2: as we're uh as we're doing the whole uh ordeal i now notice like i said in any other sport just in every sport i should say not any other every other you always, if, if somebody does a good play as a true lover of the sport, a good human, as a good coach, you, you know, you reward that person. So I don't care if it's a guy taking down my guy in the regional semis. I'll be like, when it's a good takedown, it's a good takedown. You know what I mean? Right. Like, hey, man, that was, that was a nice takedown. Game, respect, know? game. And especially at that, <laughs> agreed. And you also have to, at that level, kind of give them, especially with with uh, young girls, you have to give them motivation. You know, you have to tell them when they do good, yeah. they, they feel better. You know, you pump yeah. them up. Yeah. So, like a girl does a good play on the other team, you're like, hey, good job, 12. That was a great throw, you know, blah, blah. They got a coach on their team. He's all jacked up in like the tightest shirt I've ever seen. It's like six sizes too small. It's already annoying <laughs> I'm annoyed by just looking at him. What? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> He's over there. He doesn't say (laughs) one word the entire game. And our our team beat the snot out of their team, right? So he doesn't say one word about any of the good plays they've done, right? Not a single word. Then at the very end, we kind of, you know, you give some girls if there's a lead. And you don't really care about the score. But you give the girls. This is rec ball, by the way, not the travel team. This is like recreational. So it's every level girls. There's some girls that don't even want to be there. They're just trying it for the first year. Whatever. Yeah. So we get a, I get one of the girls, I said, Hey, what do you guys want to do? You know, you guys did really well today. Who wants to pitch? And one girl says, I love, I want to be a pitcher. I want to try. No problem. We put her out there. Dad's a good guy. She threw, when I say a thousand balls in a row that weren't even close (laughs) to the plate, I'm probably (laughs) underestimating it, but whatever. Right. So she's out there. We're, we're, we're we're telling her good job. And this guy at first base, the uh, fucking Chuchalaminga with the tight shirt says, don't swing the bat. She can't throw a strike. I looked over. I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God, take Bro, a deep breath. Don't talk like, to this kid in front of, yeah, in front of your like, niece I'm and about all our friends. The, yeah. It's like this you're girl's like- <laughs> this girl's on the mound. I can see her eyes welling up because she uh, knows she's not doing well, right? And uh, now you got this fucking asshole being like, don't swing the bat. I, I was like, oh my God. It took everything in my entire world to just sit there and shut my mouth ooh. and realize that, you know, uh, but I wanted to kill the guy. Because I didn't want to make yeah. a, if you make a bigger scene now, the girls even feels more, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. come on, do yeah, you don't yeah, understand yeah, how yeah, this yeah. goes? You don't get it. You don't get it, like shut the fuck up, all right? You now, if you want to say that under your breath to like the other coach, be like, Jesus Christ, they're gonna pull this girl, like she can't, she can't pitch a strike. That's Ooh. one thing. Yeah. you fucking air it out so everybody hears it and make the poor girl feel even worse than what she does. Like yeah. I, I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna punch him, I'm gonna punch him, and that's where I said between their emotions and those emotions. Don't they have like a don't swing signal no. too? Like, but f- like
0: take the pitch signal. Like the, the, I've seen that a million times. Not, not really, and not. Not at this level. True, but 12-year-old wreck. Yeah, year old
2: rec, yeah, yeah rec, it's yeah. almost like, what are you doing? But still, dude. And also, I... it's a backwards philosophy. I'm like, dude, we're in 12-year-old wreck. Just swing the bat. Like, you strike yeah. out the chance. Like, you're trying to learn how yeah. to hit. We're not, like... Yeah. Like, dude, our, she, I tell everyone my brothers' when they go up there. Up, like, when... Yeah, it's not Mariano Rivera. Come on, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Well, but... the other thing, too, is was, I, I remember tough.
1: from from back in the day, I believe, like, it, at some point, if you walk so many batters, they just stop... Uh, I don't know what it is. Like yeah, they Pete, just stop allowing walks, right? Yeah, yeah, like basically, like yep, if they yep. walk so many batters, like, well, we're not going to walk you. And then you had the kid up there that won't swing, and the kid that can't get over the plate. So I was like, ball ninety, and everyone's like, look, we got to get this game over with, man. I got to get home and get dinner. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yep. Yeah. Yep. That's it. So that's exactly how it went. Uh, we did fantastic. So of course, I had to brag to my brother and walk around and tell everybody how I'm now. Forget Connie Mack. This is fucking his cousin Chucky Mack. We out here dominating <laughs> the area, <laughs> and we're about to be a dynasty. So if anybody out there has a twelve-year-old daughter that's a stud athlete please email height, weight, 40, how many reps she does of 225 and exactly sure. what her vertical is, and I will insert her immediately onto the squad. We're a dynasty. Whoa.
0: Dude, I mean, but that's I- that it got to be tough, though. Like, go ahead, Pete.
1: Coaching little kids can also be the best because I- I'm going to go back. I remember uh, back in the day, awesome. uh, Brandon Hill, you know, a few uh, guests of the show back in the day. Yeah. So, so uh, Steve, uh, I was at a restaurant. Brandon did that for two of- years. Yeah, one of Brandon's younger brothers, I, I think it was the youngest one. He was like five at the time. And we're at a wrestling ben? practice. And he, yeah, ben, and he, Ben's like, I, I can't uh, practice today. I have a quarter in my shoe. And the coach is like, we'll take the quarter out. And he's like, <laughs> I can't take it out because I'll lose it. I don't have any pockets. So there's like a 10-minute debate over what – and I'm just like laughing my ass off. I'm like, this is the greatest thing i ever yeah. seen. That yeah. was that's some North Wales shit the right the
2: there. <laughs> you could take you could take the kid out the burrow. You can't take the burrow out the
1: kid. He ain't <laughs> kid? get rid of that
2: quarter.
0: Sound logic though. Sound logic, yeah, right?
2: You're like, oh, it's very you, uncomfortable. But if I take it out,
1: that's a huggy or a bag of chips right there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, he knew it. For, he you, used for to. those of you, for those of you who don't know, the hill background, there was five boys in one small house. So when I tell you that these kids learned survival at an immediate age, they learned survival yeah. at immediate. <laughs> ben was the youngest too. Like there was probably no food left when they got done dinner. He was the le- it's like the little pig that doesn't get to the mother. They yeah. all fight him off the nipple and push him away. That was him. So yeah. he learned how to survive. That's why he's hiding shit in his wrestling shoe.
0: Yeah. Good for yeah. you, Ben. Good smart. for you. Smart, smart kid. Yeah. <laughs> Plus two. I mean, like there, like even the dad. Like the dad was like he was wrestling everybody there. You know what I mean? Like even the dad oh, yeah. was uh, stuff. He was the best,
2: Mr. Hill. Yo, his he his, was awesome we still tell this story. Mr. Hill used to show up, and me and Jay Romeo and stuff used to laugh that he would show up when we were younger kids. And I mean, we're probably maybe seventh grade, so we're like twelve, thirteen, and we're on the North Penn Squires at that point. Mr. Hill would show up and beat the shit out of us. We were like, <laughs> well, I don't know, I don't know if that exactly helped. And he's like, I'm not trying to make you a better wrestler, I'm making it tougher. We were like, All right, fair enough. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. I'm like, Brandon, I think your dad just broke my leg, but we're all right. Yeah, he did the same yeah. thing when he went to
0: Panthers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but nice. No, so okay, pretty nice, man. So you, shout you got, out, Mister Hildo. Great shout humor. out. Yeah. shout out. It shout out the God. entire Hill family. We'll give them all. A yeah, shout all
2: seventy six of them. All yeah. seventy nine. We don't all five hundred and twenty five of them. <laughs> um, yeah. So,
0: uh, but no, that's cool. So you were so you coached a, a twelve, dude. I can't imagine, like, because I I will say this too those at that age, like those kids, especially like even boys and girls, girls, I think a little more, they're fucking mean too. You know what I mean? Oh, mean. They are. And here's, there's some,
2: they're mean and heartless, you know? And here's John John Mulaney
1: had a good bit where he said, uh, Twelve-year-olds are bad because they like they, they say the stuff that you're sensitive about. You're like, oh, look at that man and his feminine hips. You're like, no, that's what I'm sensitive about. Like, yeah. <laughs> they point out Yo, all your little so, picadillos.
2: It is it is definitely a uh, it's definitely a different experience coaching people at that level. Uh, one, two, like I said, parents are a little out there, and girls, ready, uh, Flack, uh, gonna get shit for this. In three, two, one. Twelve-year-olds are already not athletic humans at the boy level. Yeah. When we move it to women, some of the shit I saw there, I don't even understand how it could physically happen. I was like, I don't understand how we got from A to B. I don't know what just happened, but somehow it happened. I saw girls try to slide at the last second when they realized, oh shit, I should slide and damn near break their fucking leg. Watch it fold under them. And then I literally almost throw up because I realized that that was me. My whole knee just blew the fuck out. Right. And probably my hip. And then because they're little kids, she just bounces right up all happy. And I'm like, holy shit, her leg's not broken. I'm like what yeah. what I don't even know what just happened I don't know what I just saw but I just saw your leg fall behind your back and you go full scorpion into the sand and then jump right back up like nothing happened
0: yeah <laughs> dude it's amazing that, yeah that is pretty I mean plus do at that age they're all still growing and stuff so it's yeah. like like they're it's like so watching awkward. baby
2: giraffes run <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly yeah it's brutal brutal oh, it's so bad so bad, mean, you know, they're like stealing, and the girl has the ball in her hand, and the girl just took off to steal, and she's pretty much power walking to the base, but this girl can't <laughs> throw it to get to the base. I'm like, I don't, you know, you just gotta take a deep breath and be like, it's you did you did terrific. Everybody did terrific. It's yeah. amazing.
0: Great effort, great effort. Yeah,
2: yeah. Number one
0: phrase, great
1: effort. Coach <laughs> yeah. Bands. yeah, Chucky old,
0: Mac, Charles. Oh Chucky <laughs> Pass me. Mac. yeah. That's me. God bless you. All right, so okay. Nice. All righty. Uh, so let's keep it moving. So there's something else that happened. And Pete, you sent me the video to this and holy shit. So, uh, okay, Pete, go ahead. Since you s- explain it to us, kind of what happened. And uh, then Stoops, yeah. you jump in after.
1: So the main event was obviously uh, Chandler versus Oliver. But on the undercard, it was uh, Jacare Souza, who, Steve, is he top three jujitsu guy of all time, top five? Like- many, many would put him top three. He's, no, he's no a little, actually, Him and I, Roger he's, Gracie?
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, Hodger's obviously number one. And then, you know, you could sprinkle in a couple other Gracies, but you definitely, absolutely, no matter what top yeah. five, Jacare gets in there.
1: No and shit. so he's fighting this guy, Munez, and Munez takes him down, takes his back, and then breaks his arm. And, like, sometimes, like, you know what? If you told me, like, hey, he caught Ray with a hook and he was dazed out, this was, uh, you know, a completely defensible Ray. I've never seen it, and that was just, that was the fight that caught my eye.
2: Unbelievable, unbelievable. It's- yeah, for me, for sure, to see to see the dominance in... And what people don't understand is, of course, just like wrestling too, you try to get as sweaty as you can in the warm-up because yeah. when a dry skin's out there, it's much easier to pull off submissions in an MMA game when a guy is not sweaty. When he gets all soaking wet, yeah. then it's like, you know, two greased pigs and we're getting fucking crazy out
0: here. Yeah,
2: yeah. So... To see him dominate him that early in the fight, where you still have a lot of explosion left in you, you still have a lot of like uh, quick twitch muscle juice to the gills with blood and oxygen, and you're ready to. To see him just, you know, I think it was the what was it, the beginning of the second that he pulled that out, or was yep. that still yep. the first? That was yeah, yeah beginning of the second. To see him pull that and on a guy like Jacare it's just, it's like watching. It would be like watching Floyd Mayweather get knocked out by Logan Paul. You were like, what the fuck? <laughs> wow it's like like
1: you can beat bernard hopkins but you're not going to out philly shelf bernard Hopkins. you know what i mean like beating him at his Mm -hmm. own game his own technique yes
0: it was incredible so like the dude that broke his arm what was his name again something munoz 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 or something so he was kind of like 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 jacare was was going in there the heavy
2: favorite then was that kind of the i wouldn't say heavy favorite because jacare is like a thousand at this point Oh, I and he's 125 years old at this point, I and see. in Brazilian years, it's, he's like in, in jiu jujitsu years, he's 4,000 years old. Yes, but yeah. still the most dangerous. Yeah,
1: it, it's not that most It was how he lost. It was yeah. agreed. You know, that, that was completely agree. About. All right. Well, this is uh, yeah, changing of the guard. Yeah, you know, for oh, real, shit. for sure. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well,
0: I mean, you know, every dog the, has its day.
2: Hey, that card, that card was kind of packed with him because not to jump too far forward, but the Tony Ferguson fight again too. Man, talk about. You
1: know, Ferguson, that one was undefeated uh, for right. almost
2: nine for almost a decade, and now he's zero three.
1: And I'm one of the guys. I hurt. always thought Ferguson messed up the up the best with Khabib. I thought not that he would beat Khabib, I, but I was like, this is the guy. If anyone could beat him, and and then yeah, you're a... <laughs> So wait, so these young guys, man.
0: For those for for the people uh listening who aren't kind of in on it, so Tony Ferguson was undefeated for nine years, right? And he was mm-hmm. beating everybody, yep. top top class, like. Really good. beating oh, yeah. every- Top
2: 10 in the world. Uh, who's who? He's fought everybody.
0: Yeah. And so what's happened? He's just, he's starting to hit a downside. He's three. Yeah, he's 37 uh-huh. years thing. old. Uh-huh. He's been in a lot of wars. Yeah,
2: uh-huh. He's been in the most wars. And when I oh, say father wow. time is the father times, the biggest motherfucker, he's undefeated. You know Did, what I mean? Ha-
0: ha- is, is Tony Ferguson, the guy that they've talked about on like Schwab or uh, Shabs talked about him and Rogan where it's like, he takes so much punishment. And after the fight, they're like, "Dude, what the fuck, man!" Like, yep, and he, and he like, has such he, a
2: high he, pace too. His pace—he'll—he'll uh, he'll trade a punch to take a punch, but his his volume of punches—it's like a Nate. Eight- Diaz on steroids he just never is stopped moving forward never stops yep. throwing punches at any any position elbows from the ground that's why people thought he was a great matchup from Khabib he stopped a lot of people from his back with really good elbows and he's all wow. into like wing, See, that's a good comparison. Or wing whatever the fuck that they, is and
1: Diaz with takedown defense that's what he is he was like a Diaz that, could, yes. that was better at stopping the takedowns and he made wow. you like when you were like yep. you could t- take him down but when you were taking him down you were getting hit the entire time and fighting off subs and that's why yep. against Khabib I'm just like Look, Khabib can take him down, but every, he's going to be working the he's entire so time over five rounds. I, I just agree. thought eventually, yeah, I agree. It's a shame he never got that crack at the belt.
2: And, and when we say volume puncher, that means that neither of those are known for their knockout power. They'll just hit you with enough punches that eventually you just they break you.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there. I mean, it only takes one man, and you know, you don't have to be like it's it's where you it's where you place it most of the time. It's not as as opposed to how hard you throw it, really. So yeah, all right. Oh yeah, wow. for sure. So, so Tony Ferguson kind of, I mean, do you think if he makes a comeback, it's the, that's the biggest story in MMA then if he starts coming back or what? If he comes
2: back, if he comes back, I will continue to coach girls softball on a daily basis and lose my fucking mind. Wow. <laughs> There's and no the way
0: that's true. Yeah. The world no way. will truly end. So he's just like, he's a battle hardened veteran that shit. Like it's kind of like how God he was at the end of his fucking yes. career. Yes. He's heart. the
1: ultimate gatekeeper. Like you beat that guy. Now you're going, you're, you're looking you, for you to top those shot after that. Yeah. You out there, yeah. you're
0: top
2: five, you up there.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow.
0: That's a shame. I mean, I hate, you hate that's the one thing, like when it is kind of nice to live through someone's prime and see like this, this, it is, it is like a, a an excellent kind of thing to watch. It's really no other word for it where you get to see someone in their prime and go through these things. But when you start seeing like the slot, like, you know, the downfall and everything like that, like with Hopkins, like with Gotti, like with fucking Silva, Anderson Silva, like, you know, all I mean, a ton of the guy, like, a ton, especially in the fight game and a ton of those guys. And it really does like even Ali versus Larry Holmes, like it breaks your fucking
1: heart. To oh, see yeah. That, man. Oh, completely.
0: And, yeah, and, and like,
1: to switch sports a little bit. But a guy that I've I watched through, like, because you were know, same, age, same age as us going through his prime. Did anybody see LeBron last night? No. What, what happened? A, what a what a fucking pussy! What a <laughs> fucking pussy! <laughs> I didn't see it, Pete. What happened? I knew Steve was going to hate. Uh, so they're they're getting oh, you know it's a playing game. Pussy. The first the first time they had the playing game, and LeBron and Anthony Davis actually had a horrible game. And then in the fourth, after uh, Draymond Green raked LeBron's eyes, LeBron catches the ball uh, like uh, what, what was he like five feet behind the arc? That that's a generous. And no time Pete. left over Curry. It was five feet at least. No, I'm saying, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, uh, that's being
2: generous. As in, like, uh, too short. He was way. Oh, back. was that, that was a, Yeah, yeah. That was a bomb he hit after getting. He laid on the ground, Matt, and and wiggled around like he broke his fucking leg because what? he got a light a light poke to the eye. Then he was <sighs> over at the bench, like acting like it was the end of the world, and he had seven people pouring fucking I don't know saline solution into his eyeball, and he's <laughs> acting like he, even the fucking announcers when he went to the line for the fe- for the penalty were dogging him. They're like. He keeps blinking because he wants to use that as an excuse. If he misses the free throw. <laughs> <round.
1: laughs> uh, I mean, oh it is, God, it is basketball. this is the sport where Paul Pierce got carried off on a wheelchair and then came back like one minute later. So they, uh, the yeah. dramatics, the,
0: yeah, I can't, I can't fucking show. Yeah, I can't,
1: but so, it's, uh, I mean, uh, like if you told me at the beginning of the year, it was going to be Steph Curry versus LeBron in a play-in as the, uh, 10 and nine seed. And then LeBron's going to win on a game winner. <laughs>
2: I know, and all that's still crazy. I don't like how they call that one a play-in, though, because now the there's gonna uh, the Warriors are gonna beat the pants off of Memphis and still get in anyway. But Oh yeah, you're right, you're right. Hmm. I, if the land, if, you're, if if I call it a play-in, if it's do or die, that first game yeah. was between seven and eight. It's weird how you know you can lose and still get in.
1: Yeah, yeah, the pigtails, so as what we used to refer to it in the wrestling, the pigtail yes. round.
2: Yep, yep. Correct. If,
1: for all you listening out
0: there, if you remember the Steve Cabot part one episode, Steve actually had to wrestle in a pigtail match at districts when I told that story and he ended up winning districts.
1: Well, that was a crazy thing because I no Steve, I just remember because like, like like I remember like the the end of your fresh your senior year, it seemed like you were struggling a bit and i was like man I, like i i because like i knew how good you were and then at sectionals i was like i don't know if he's gonna make it and then he made it and then at districts you just went ham and i was like all right there we go steve's back <laughs> again i always told it,
2: it, i i have a weird uh motivational my dad used to hate this about me until people tell me like hate on me and tell me i can't do shit then i get kind of pissed and i have to. prove i was i was cruising my senior year my junior year i did really it was probably my best year so i went to my senior year like i'm gonna fuck kids up i You know, my my, uh, regional bracket, my junior year, Mark Smith didn't make it out of He was returning fourth place finisher. He didn't make it out of my bracket. (laughs) That's how deep we were. So I was like, no, I'm good. I can do this. We went down to Florida. I did really well there. I was like, I'm gonna fuck these kids up. And then he fell asleep at the wheel and you can't do that at wrestling. And, you know, I also was uh, I was not a uh, how do we put this correctly or politely a cardio monster. (laughs) <laughs> who is so though?
1: i mean oh fuck
2: cardio dude i'd rather me and brandon hill would rather hide in the bushes while they ran around laps and then pop out of the last lap and be like we did it
1: yeah as uh, as kenny powers used to say i play real sports i don't try to be the best at exercising that's yeah. right that is
2: <laughs> i'm that is something that should be put on a block somewhere above a gym <laughs> this is that exact statement is what I tell people again, more flat yeah. in three, two, one. That's what I tell the CrossFit people. I'm like, yeah, yo, yeah. you guys, if I have to see one more competition on uh, ESPN of CrossFitters and the people are like, what do you mean? It, it, it's a competition. Like you, you, you go against another guy and I'm going me watching another dude do pull-ups is not a competition. That's working out. That's my gym buddy. That's a workout. What are you yeah, talking yeah. about? Yeah. You need an opponent. <laughs> yeah. Also, if they no, let, I'm not, uh, no, don't, no, don't, don't, I'm not hating on the actual function of it. It's a great thing for your health. It's great for... We do it all the time as wrestlers. That was another little shy. They've been... We've been training like that forever. And we, it was just working out. And now they made their own little shtick, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, Is that was it, a, Doug Stanhope used to have a good bit about the Olympics where he said, the Olympics aren't sports. They're the things that make up sports. Like, you might as well just have a competition ooh. called... The tallest you know we're like hell <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> hell the fastest yeah. man in the world is the fastest man in the world no matter how much anybody else tries you're not getting Hussein bolt but you know you you yep. you can uh, choke out Jacare. you know if you uh yeah, you hell
0: yeah. Time. <laughs> dude i will say this though if they let the thing is in those competitions of like the you know the crossfit and stuff if they let prisoners compete in them then no one would ever fucking win again.
2: Right? They would do four billion pull-ups. Oh,
0: they would destroy. They would destroy them. Are you kidding me? It would be it wouldn't even be close. Push-ups, pull-ups, deadlifts, like all that shit. Yeah, any f- guy who's done like real time, he's beaten the fucking piss out of them. So nice all right well great
2: stuff Uh, so (laughs) and the other last thing on that the last thing on that card too the uh the championship fight which was amazing uh great fight beautiful fight i'm sure you watched it right pete oh yeah yeah so uh charles oliviera he uh he went against uh uh the beast fucking uh what's his name chandler and uh, again chandler when he talk about like all the tools he literally when he goes in there I, again, he doesn't. He's not the tallest. He might not be the, the most explosive. He might not be the strongest. But he's damn near close on all of them. He's top level at everything, right? He's a legit. The thing with human Tasmanian is devil.
1: he has Olivier has been around forever because, like, I I'm always thinking, oh, this mm-hmm. guy's like 38, but he's actually only 31 because he's been fighting he's since he was like yep. 19, and he and, yeah.
2: To be able to handle this is what showed me how good he really is just to handle a person like we, we were just talking about a gatekeeper. Well, this is like uh, I put Chandler on a makes you a world champion. I don't care if it's for a belt or not. You beat him. You're on that level because when he comes in that cage, it is such chaos. He has so much pressure, so much athleticism, so heavy hands that you you don't have a second to breathe. He's all fucking over you. And he was beating the shit out of area uh, in the first round. And then, what'd he do? He went back, made some uh, minor adjustments, like a real champion, gain- gained his shit back, decided, came out and was enough of that horse shit, and then put it on uh, Chandler in the second and came back. Like, to see him go through that adversity, I was like, holy shit, that kid is a fucking monster.
0: Damn. Fucking good on him. All right. That nice. was a great fight. Great fight. Good. Glad to hear Good, I like seeing that shit, too. I like seeing, like, you know, battle-hardened kind of warriors going at and it. Cha- you know and Chandler,
2: saying? Chandler's, Chandler's your consummate professional like he got up gave tons of respect to olivia like it was great to say like, you know what i mean the respect between them and that instead of yeah. all this fucking nonsense that tries to sell tickets anymore
0: i mean but it's it's a shame it is but it's part of the game it's almost it like is. when it you is. see like uh you know like people doing flops in soccer and basketball it sucks that it is part of the game where in boxing like you do have to talk the shit because you have to sell the fight you know it's all it's part yep. of your job as a fighter you have to and that's Which like is sad yeah i mean like and the thing is it's like You and for and for years, it's like maybe the best fighters aren't fighting each other. But if they can talk the shit and get in there, that's the fight that the lay person wants to see. And that's where the real money comes in. If you can get like the lax fan in. So nice. All right. So let's keep it moving before we get out of here. Uh, Party Boy Pete, what do you got for a recommendation for the weekend?
1: Matt, I am going back to the well. The PHS Pop-Up Garden is on Jamestown Street, uh, the 100 block down by Main Street in Manium. So that's where you can catch me on Sunday.
0: Perfect. Oh, nice. Oh, so, yeah, you guys are all right there. Perfect. All right. Nice. Uh, Stu Baines, what do you got for this weekend, buddy? What's your
2: recommendation? Oh, gosh, he doesn't know. Here's the thing. He doesn't, his recommendation isn't a physical one. It's a mental one. Don't be that guy <laughs> ever. Don't be that guy at the, at the girls' softball don't be that oh, yeah. i'm looking because I'm looking, I'm looking for you and this ugly motherfucker will find you i swear to god i if those girls <laughs> run around i wanted to beat that dude until my hand hurt and then punch him again for making my hand hurt
0: yeah yeah if you're the kind of guy that has to demean a 12 year old girl to, to make yourself
2: feel not, better go fuck yourself and yeah. even worse and even worse not even know you're doing it because you're that uh. big of a fucking stunad What a like the guy had clearly wasn't even he had no idea he was I was like oh my god how do you not have the fucking functional awareness as a human how did you make it that far in life and not realize what's going on around you yeah Yeah. sometimes sometimes the lower level gene pool slides through and that's where we have to take it out I'm ready to take (laughs) it out Jesus Christ a little too aggressive already no no you uh, that, is,
1: that you is, is eve charles darwin uh chani <laughs> mac uh, <laughs> it on the
0: yeah yeah oh. well no for those guys that's kind of stuff you you need to say that shit because that's bullshit so those guys need that kind of wake up and i hope he fucking hears it too yeah and the, ah.
2: and, the, and, the and the best part is he was all like you know he got he looked like he does all the crossfit so he's probably feeling uh-huh. real tough, real tough with those muscles. And I'm like, well, here's the thing. Weights don't punch back. You've probably never been punched. I can't wait to punch you. Yeah. Yeah. Get
0: him, well,
1: hit the boot scoot and take his back. Ooh! The, old, the old
0: Steuben's boot scoot. Love it. Give me
2: your wrist and I take your back. There you go.
0: <laughs> nice. All right. So uh, I'll throw a recommendation out there for all the people who haven't watched it yet. It's called Mayor of Easttown. It's an HBO show oh, yeah. that it's about. Uh, it's a, it's like a Philadelphia, uh It's a murder mystery show in a Philadelphia suburb takes place now. Really good show. So uh, this has been another episode of the Work Perspectives Podcast Weekend Popping. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied by Party Boy Pete McCormick and Stunning Steve Cabot. You can find us on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Work Respectus Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Work Perspectives Podcast and join us on the Twitter and the ticky Talk at Working be Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, feel free to email us at workrespectives at gmail.com. All right, this is the end of the show. Party Boy Pete, anything you want to say to the peeps before we roll? Uh, party on
1: party, people. See party you next party, week. People.
0: See you next week. All right, this has been the Working inspectors Podcast. Weekend popping. Thanks a lot for listening. Uh, we're out of here. See you later. Bye.